0: I'm Stephen Hunt. Welcome to the Active Performance Podcast, a podcast that gives top global managers and their teams the confidence and power of clarity to grow their international business in innovative ways. This week, building trust across global locations. How do you build trust when you've got a new team that's split across multiple countries? let's say just for a bit of fun i give you 100 euros then i say you have to decide how to split it with a colleague and the split works like this you can give your colleague anything from zero to 100 euros after you've decided your colleague can accept your offer or reject it if your colleague accepts you both get the agreed amount so if you say one euro and your colleague accepts colleague takes one euro and you keep 99. But if your colleague rejects your offer, neither of you get any money. And By the way, your colleague doesn't know how much money you have to begin with. This is a simple experiment in trust. Above all, it shows that trust is emotional between colleagues. It's not rational. The rational solution is for your colleague to accept anything above zero because your colleague starts with nothing. So even accepting one euro gives them more than they started with. They have one euro more than they did five minutes ago. But people aren't rational when it comes to trust. And I've repeated this experiment with different nationalities, with top managers, middle managers, employee suppliers, and the results don't change. On average, your colleague accepts your offer when it's at least 30 euros. So you'd keep 70, they get 30. Any offer below a third is universally seen as unfair. People would rather walk away with nothing than let you get far more than them. Being fair, treating people equally is a massive driver with trust, and we'll come back to that in a moment. The main point is it doesn't matter where you go in the world, it doesn't matter how many people you manage, trust is trust. People see it in very similar ways all over the world. So let's imagine a situation where you've inherited a team, you've been made a leader of a group of managers that are split across multiple countries. They're already in place, you're new question is how do you build trust? The first thing you need to do is define trust and I use a very simple definition. Being open, honest, respectful and consistent in those three things. Nobody can do those all the time but you're looking to hit that openness and honesty 90% of the time. The second thing to do to build trust is to decide what types of trust you're using and when. And there are four types. Type one is natural Natural trust is the belief that people will be honest, that it's innate, that it's in our DNA, that we're always honest. Well, sorry to disappoint, but we all lie. We all tell the truth. And which one we do depends on the situation. And if you don't believe me, men with greying hair, men of a certain age, will quite happily look in the mirror and pretend that that grey hair isn't quite as grey as it is. That's not being honest with yourself. That's not telling the truth. As good as people may be and they naturally trust, we all lie and we all tell the truth, and it depends on the situation. Type two is legal, and that's contracts. With contracts and trust, it's important to remember that a contract can't cover every possible action and every possible outcome. So it's the trust of last resort, it's the trust when all other types of trust fail. And anybody who's had a contractual dispute with a supplier or a customer or an employee will tell you just how painful those breakups can be. More to the point, contracts don't tell us how to expand and make the most of a relationship that's going well. So contracts are useful when there's negative trust. They're not so good at building up positive trust. The third type of trust is relational. So it's in the relation. There's a connection between people. And there's lots of things you have to do. Amongst them is listening to the other person, understanding what they need from the situation. The fourth type of trust is competence, and that's usually backed by a formal professional qualification, something that's well recognised. Because if I'm ill, I want to go to a qualified, competent doctor, not just somebody on the corner of the street who's handing out medicines. So, which of the four types do you use if you've got a team split across multiple countries? The best combination is mostly relational and competence, that's type 3 and type 4, encouraging type 1, natural, trust, and accepting type 2, the legal, contractual, for what it is. Because most managers in multinationals don't have the power or the competence to get involved in legal issues in different countries. The contracts of the people I manage, if I'm managing across multiple countries, are normally taken care of by the local personnel, and I'm going to have very little input into what happens there. The bottom line is I want all four types because they reinforce each other. So we've defined trust, we've decided what types of trust there are and what we're going to use. There are two more major actions if you've got a team split across multiple countries and you want to build trust. And the first is to show trust and the second is to communicate trust. It's important to get face-to-face with people. So visit within the first 90 days of you taking the position. If you can't do that and the only opportunity is to meet virtually, then think about the trust tempo. So in the first two months you need weekly meetings. So you need eight meetings every week. Ideally, you want those meetings with no more than six people. Alongside that, you can have wider town hall meetings. But if you have the town hall meetings, you need to speak for about 15 minutes and then open it up to a question and answer session. And what I experienced last month was a town hall meeting that was planned for a 30 minute telco. The global head spoke for 27 of the 30 minutes and he took one question at the end. If you're on the receiving end of that, how much trust do you feel? I would say not much. That's a monologue, not a dialogue. You need dialogues. Dialogues build trust. Another important part of showing trust is quite simply to imagine everybody has a big I on their head. And the I, the letter I, stands for important. What you have to do is figure out what's important to that person. What's important to that person in your team? When you've figured out what's important to that person, it's far easier to build trust and it's also far easier to motivate them. And the final big area to focus on is communicating trust. So you want to share examples of where within the team people have trusted each other. You want to also congratulate people personally. And what's important is that people are moving forward. It's not important that every global location is at the same level. What you want is progress towards more openness, progress to more honesty. In doing that, showing the appreciation, showing the gratitude, you're leading by example. And that is the number one factor when it comes to communicating trust that people will follow. Why do all of this? Because there is a close link between company success, between the success of your multinational team and trust. The more you trust, the more success the team will have. So to sum up, how do you get a new team split across multiple countries to trust you and to trust each other? Define the trust, decide the type of trust you need at that time. Natural, legal, relational or based on competence. Show the trust and communicate the trust and do that every day. And when you do that, you will have a team that not only comes together you will also have a very high-performing team. I'm Stephen Hunt. If you'd like to find out more about me or the services that I offer, please go to stephenhunt.net or find me on LinkedIn. You'll find more resources there on the themes we cover in this podcast. Join me next time for more on how top global managers use confidence and the power of clarity to grow their business.